Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Queen Native Light, the podcast, and I'm your host, Sierra Elise Harris. Hello, and live from New York City. I just moved here, and that's pretty exciting, and that's fun. Um, (laughs) And lucky for me, with my Florida self, the weather wasn't too bad. It's been really beautiful, really pretty skies. The snow is literally like living in a Hallmark card and I really love it for now anyway um but anyway so as I'm adjusting with that um I'm introducing to you today episode eight black women in wellness with Charnette Beatty so if you guys are new here this is the second episode to my series that I'm doing for black history month called black women in and it's specifically talking about black experiences through the black woman experience um and today's is about wellness and Charnette Beatty, who is a certified yoga instructor and a performer, you could have caught her in the National Tour of Book of Mormon um, and another tour of Hamilton. She's working, she's booked, she's blessed. And now during quarantine, she has created this phenomenal yoga studio from the comfort of her own home has been and has been um, teaching classes online and doing classes live. And I was able to take her BIPOC class on a Tuesday night and it was really beautiful and spiritual. And I'm so glad that I got to experience this space that she's brought in for people of color. It's really, really beautiful. And in this podcast, she sheds a lot of light and drops a lot of wisdom on what yoga means to her, the spiritual form, um, how she got into it, um, and how her yoga studio actually started from her activism living in Louisville, Kentucky while everything was going on this summer. Um, So I think this is just a really beautiful episode and Jordan and I have never met in person but we have a lot of the same friends, we run in a lot of the same circles. So the whole time we were kind of like, have we met? Do we know each other? Um, So this was really good to be able to catch up with her and have this space with her to talk about everything she's been up to and everything she's been showing on her Instagram page and on her website. Um, and she just has a really beautiful glow and a wonderful personality and beautiful smile. And it was really, really lovely to get to talk to her. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode and you find something from it. You learn something from it. Um, and if you like it, you save, you share, you subscribe. So yeah, let's get into it. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Queen Made of Light, the podcast, and I'm your host, Sierra Lise Harris, and today's guest is Charnette Beatty. Charnette is a performer and certified yoga instructor. Charnette was led to yoga while on a national Broadway tour in 2014. Charnette discovered a radical and healing journey of self-love through the practice. Charnette B. Yoga was created in 2020 when Charnette was marching in Louisville, Kentucky for racial and social justice while teaching yoga classes to raise awareness for Black mental health. Through online classes, private sessions, and content on social media, Charnette B. Yoga now offers a space for BIPOC practitioners of all levels to bring their awareness inward and embrace the healing tool of yoga. Charnette is passionate about her work to guide yogis through sensation and away from shapes in the as- asana practice. <laughs> Her heart's mission is to guide others inward, to know the powerful source of love and strength from within, so that they may grow to be divinely rooted in that power. Charnette, welcome! Oh, thank you so much, dear. I'm happy to be here. Yes, I'm so happy to have you. You have a beautiful, beautiful bio. And once I read it, it changed the questions that I had for you. Because I was like, oh, wait, I want to ask her about this. I want to ask her about this. Because you said that you started yoga in 2014 while being on tour. 
which is amazing because I know for me, like the most important thing to me about being on tour is I needed to find consistency. I needed to find something that grounded me because moving around every week, I just was like, forgetting who I was outside of the show. And I also kind of did yoga, but I didn't, of course, like gravitate it, like the, gravitate towards it the way that you did. So I'm so interested to hear how you came to it while you were on tour. Oh yeah, it was the same. I needed something outside of what I was doing every single night to ground me, even though that was like my passion. I mean, I loved, you know, what I was doing, but yeah. I needed that little separate thing to reground. Uh, but yeah, I was doing, uh, I was doing Mormon and I was in one of those, you know, dancing tracks, girl, overuse injury. I kind of busted up my knee. I think I was probably physically prone to the kind of injury I had, but I ended up just never being able to get the swelling to go down. I was constantly in pain, just not really able to get my knee to heal. So I, I really did not want to try yoga. I was really not excited about it what I thought would be boring stretching. But I was like, you know what, there's nothing else I can do to get my knee to get stronger. There's nothing I can do. Can't do my HIIT workouts. So I went to a yoga class and um, I was doing that along with physical therapy and my knee just started, it started to get better. I started to get stronger. Um, So that was the physical benefit of it. But as I was going to these classes, I was, I was starting to sense this non-physical aspect of the practice. Now I can articulate that I was having uh, the experience, what yoga is actually meant to be. I was experiencing that. But to me, I was like, oh, something is, something's happening. It was like energy. It was like, I couldn't name it at the time, but I fell in love with whatever I was sensing. I know now that I was tuning into who I really was. Like I was tuning into the core of who I was, that love. Um, but yeah, I started to get stronger. My knee felt better. I started to feel more connected to myself. And, um, once I, I don't know, I think maybe two months of practicing, I knew I wanted to get certified to teach, but it was two years after that, that I actually did that. And, um, yeah, I just wanted other people to, to sense what I got to, to feel in that class. So that's how it happened. It totally didn't happen because I knew it was going to be like a journey. I didn't know I'd become a teacher, but. It was well, to fix my busted yeah, knee. That's crazy. So it started out, out oh, dog. <laughs> so right. it started um, from, an, from healing an injury. And then yeah. it was like, wow, this is really spiritual. And this makes me mm-hmm. feel more in tune with myself. And that's, I feel that's the most beautiful thing about yoga that I feel like we've kind of branched off from because a lot of the times it's being used as like a weight loss sort of thing, you know, like mm-hmm. a workout thing as opposed to like, the body and the mind and the soul, which is what it was. Right. To to the oneness. But you know what? I think that's the attractive part about yoga to some people is like, Oh, I know that I'll physically get stronger. I'll be in better shape. But the, um, the most rewarding part of it, Mm -hmm. I think is the inward work, like the spiritual journey, that healing and that growth, because that's everlasting, right? It's not, as conditional and temporary as our physical bodies, I know it's not, I'm not always going to have this, right. but the inward work that I'm doing in my practice is. So it's like, you know, whatever attracts you to it. If people are attracted to like becoming stronger, great. I'm, I'm here to guide you inward through it. So come for whatever you need to come for, but, or, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. come as you are, but I, um, I'm honored to be a guide inward through, for people through the practice. So we can get back to like honoring the roots yes. of, the, of the art. Yes. So when you started Charnette B Yoga, that was during the pandemic, 
while you were like marching in the middle of Louisville, Kentucky. Yeah. Taylor was killed. So that yeah. must have been like you were right in the heart of that. I was living, yeah, I was living downtown, yeah. uh, blocks away. Um, and it was, I, I kind of slowed down on my, my personal practice. I hadn't obviously been teaching because things were all kind of in shift at that time. But I, I, I kind of had yoga to fall back on during a time when the literally outside of my window was so chaotic. Um, yoga kind of became a, in, in a healthy way, a distraction and a, and a space where I could just be and kind of let it go. Mm. Um, so I started, you know, once you get into your practice and you feel like, okay, I'm in the, I'm aligned with my heart's mission. I knew I needed to share. I was like, okay, I think I'm ready to start, uh, a brand. Yes. I think I'm ready to do that, you know, just step by step and start teaching online. Um, my first classes were for donations on Instagram live just for um, supporting the Loveland Foundation because mm-hmm. I was needing obviously a lot of therapy, therapy every week. And my yoga practice, that was keeping me grounded. That was keeping me, I think, uh, maintaining my emotional well-being. So because I had those resources, I felt called to teach online for donations and make sure that I could contribute to other women and other black women getting the resource, the mental health resources that I had, therapy and some yoga. Yeah, that's beautiful and wild. Like starting a business in the middle of the pandemic, especially like as an actor, like, I mean, well, you said you got certified so you have oh, yeah. you taught classes before like oh in person? yeah so yeah mm-hmm. I, I I got certified oh, we came back to New York after tour you know like the in-between time and I got certified while I was auditioning for Hamilton mm-hmm. now that's a crazy story I yeah. was so I was so excited and eager, of course, to book my dream job that I wasn't really allowing the space for it to align. So Mm. I kind of slowed down on my auditions and really focused on my yoga practice. Like I did a four week, no, eight week intensive and got certified. And in that time, I ended up booking the show. And I really feel like that all correlated to me. Like I got certified in the time I needed to get certified to do the job that I went to go Uh. to. That's beautiful. So like mm-hmm. intentionally you like put yourself first so that you could set yourself up vibrationally for what you wanted. Right. Yeah. Right. Because no matter how much I wanted, wanted, wanted it. Um, I believe, you know, we, you've talked about the law of attraction, right? We've, I've heard, I've read your stuff. Like, I just felt like if I wanted it so bad, I needed to like let the universe know I was in line with it by not Ooh. forcing and pulling it and, you know, just, just trying too hard. I need to let go, give a little space, take care of me. And, uh, and it lined up when I did that. Yeah. But see, I feel like what's really awesome about that is that you knew to do that. I feel like making that decision is hard because you could do that or you could be like, Oh, I need to be better. I need to try harder mm. and take more dance classes. You know, that's but I don't other- think, yeah, I think that takes, that was a couple rounds, <laughs> <laughs> a couple rounds of me learning the hard way that, right. Pushing and pulling your way is not the way to get what you desire. Mm. There has to be, you have to be in vibrational alignment first. It doesn't come with this Mm. force and this like take action attitude. You have to be aligned first and then take the action. That's why I try to guide people towards sensation in the practice because we're going to get where we need to get. 
if if we're aligned and we're tuned in. But if we're just trying to be in the shape, we're just trying to book the show, we're just trying to da da da. Yeah. It's just just it yeah. defeats the purpose, you know. So get in alignment, sense where you are, and then let it all come. It just I believe in that, um, but I definitely didn't know it right away. Give me too much credit when you say that. I practice. Yeah, you got to try it. You got to try what works. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't work, you try something else. And you were like, okay, yeah, work inward. Because what I'm doing mm-hmm. outward isn't working for me anymore. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So you did the thing. So when you started making, uh, well, I guess creating your own courses, how did you do that based off of the teachings that you had learned and being like, well, this is the kind of teacher that I want to be, or this yeah. is how I apply who I am to how my training is going to be. Like, how did you formulate your own teachings? Yeah. Well, I took a lot of classes on tour. I tried to take from so many different teachers, even when I was in New York, diff- different classes just to learn what I personally liked. And then I just took what served me. I think what I offer in my class is what I know uh, works for my body and I try to yeah. guide based on okay listen to what works for your body but I'm sharing based on what I've experienced um, so just take um, I would say bits and pieces and add my own little sauce my yeah own sauce but just um, really try to teach from my point of view while still honoring the roots um, yeah because it would be really, I think you could probably tell the difference if you're in a class of someone just shouting out poses, like, because they think it should go in this order. For real. Um, trying to offer what I know would serve, mm-hmm. what has served me and why. Like, yeah. I try not, you've taken my class, I try not to put people in a pose and not have a reason for them to be there. That's exactly what I was going to say. From taking your class, well, one, I feel like I got the essence of you in your class. I got the essence of you. I got why you're doing it. And I loved how every single time we did something, it was broken down mentally and physically why we're doing this, what it helps for. And you would give alternative ways to do it if it didn't feel good on your body. And that always feels so good because you never want to feel like if you're not fully doing the pose, you're like not getting the full class. Right. I mean, like, Oh, I know. Yeah. I have to be careful of that too. Yep. Yeah. Like sometimes you're like, it, it, it even goes with doing a workout. Like sometimes it just feels like if I didn't do the workout to its full ability, then I'm not going to get everything I need to get out of it. And I felt like you had a really beautiful way of being like, just this pose is going to help with this. Just this pose is going to feel good. Don't worry if you can't touch your toes or whatever. And I think yeah. that kind of inclusivity reminds us that it's, it's a spiritual act. You know, it's not just about, yeah, like I want to be better at stretching too. But if I didn't reach my toes today, I was thinking about something else. This, this class got me off of my phone. This class got me into my body. Like you can come out of it with so many other things other than the physical. Yeah. There are so many more benefits other than just getting your head up your, you know, your foot above your head. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I want more people to, to understand that those benefits, like there are eight limbs of yoga. The poses are just one. It's just one part. Yeah. of yoga there's so many other things that go into it that are not physical and, oh, yeah. and beneficial for us so um I, I really I take that uh I take that seriously now as I teach is uh my role to actually honor the practice it's not just about us getting like you know in these crazy shapes it's, it's a heal you can heal us the practice mm-hmm. itself so mm-hmm. inward yeah yeah so as a black yoga teacher and business owner mm. what has been the most surprising thing to you or something that was challenging to you about kind of going into this predominantly white leading business well 
what surprised me most was that there were more black women looking for me than I thought. I did not think that there were yeah, girl. black women <laughs> looking for, I didn't, I really didn't trust that mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. I, I don't know why I don't, I don't know why I didn't trust that Maybe because I hadn't seen it. So I, you know, I, I saw it and then I was like, okay, uh, let's mm -hmm. do this. But I, I thought that the first person who asked me to teach a yoga class was who I should be teaching a yoga class for. It took me, it took me a little while to stretch my wings and just mm -hmm. like, okay, just because I've been in an all white studio taught by all white people, it doesn't mean I have to keep doing it for, you know what I mean? I, I could stretch my wings. So um, I had to just trust that there were people who looked like me who needed what I needed. Mm -hmm. Like I started to try to serve myself to serve who I needed. So as a black woman, it felt like, um, kind of like how everything else has felt in my life, like uh, a birth uh, birth challenge, like something I was just born into to be challenged, but also to see how freaking incredibly strong and creative I am through mm -hmm. those things that are set up as obstacles for me as a black woman. Like, you know, I was, I was taught yoga by people, no one who looked like me in the, in, the, in the class. So I've always felt that way. So starting my business was, I mean, it really wasn't much different. Um, so I'm still learning a lot, mm -hmm. but I'm grateful for it. I don't, I could not imagine doing it in someone else's shoes. Mm. It just feels right that I'm like having, you know, yes. that I, that I hold this space now. It feels right for me. Yes. That's beautiful. What you said about, I didn't realize that there were people who were looking for me. I love that. Mm. That makes me emotional because I feel like that's such a good, um, motivational thing to tell yourself when you want to try new things you know what I mean and you're worried that no one's gonna care or you want to mm -hmm. go big and you're like but I don't think anyone will support me you never know who needs what you can put out you know it yes. takes one brave moment to inspire yes. else. yeah so that's really freaking beautiful and I mean and you're killing it I mean I I feel like I'm so attracted to what you're putting out like what you give out is so real it's so authentic and it's it's needed you know what I mean? Like it's so needed and it's so inspirational. Um, it's a reflection of what you share. I really feel like we'd be bouncing off of each other. I see <laughs> your posts, your shares, your blog. I'm like, yes, exactly. Yeah. More. <laughs> so it's a, it's a, it's a reflection. And I'm, I feel honored to be seen by you in that way. Cause it's, it is, it's a light. It is a light that it needs to be fucked up. Yes. Namaste. Does that yes. mean the light in me recognizes the light in you? The I I honor the light in you. I, honor I the bow light. to the honor. I love. Or that. I bow I bow to an honor. And there's I'm actually taking a course uh, mm -hmm. on the like proper usage of uh, a lot of the Sanskrit words. So I'm it's, I'm interested in these next four weeks to learn a little bit more about like when I say Namaste and how I open and close uh, my classes. You know, just yeah. to stay in a place of appreciation of the culture, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, namaste, I think I honor, I honor you, I bow to you. Mm -hmm. I say it at the end of my classes. I love that. I love that. Me too. Um, and my final question for you is just as a black woman, speaking of, because this segment is called Black Women in Wellness. Yeah. And of course, you use yoga as a way to treat yourself, as a way to get into yourself. How do you think yoga takes care of you? And what are things that you do to take care of yourself? You know, like, I just feel like as black women every day, 
low key in my mind, I'm like, okay, I need to do something for me because somebody somewhere doesn't think I'm good enough or somebody somewhere thinks that I ain't shit or something. You yeah. know what I mean? And I feel like mm. I got to be that person in my mind. That's like, you can do anything that you want. It's okay. And so, but in order for me to get there, I have to do things for myself that make me feel proud and confident and happy. So my question for you are, what are the kinds of things that you do for yourself every day as a black woman? Okay. Ooh. Whew. Okay. So this is good because this has recently come up for me. I've had to, you know, every now and then you have to re uh, reignite your list of things to do for yourself. You, you have to you know, come back to that. Uh, recently I have been re like kind of resistant to do this, but I just need to meditate. Yeah. I just need to now meditation, that word scares people. Yeah. Meditation, but, uh, you know, meditation is really, is really quite simple and not about getting anything right or wrong. Right. So just allowing myself to sit in a quiet place, close my eyes and watch my breath to actually turn my awareness away from what I can't control and towards what I can, which is usually only my breath mm. and um, let all the momentum of all the chaos and all the things just kind of subside. It feels amazing. Yes, it took time and practice to, to, for that to feel like a treat for myself, but as a black woman with all these things going on in the world that I just can't shut out if I want to. Mm -hmm. Living in Louisville, Kentucky, when I hear boom, 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 boom on a door, I don't think, oh, my neighbor. I mm -hmm. think something else. I have a lot, a lot that isn't even mine that I hold just by geographical proximity. So to allow myself the silence, to allow myself to redirect my own focus, my own heart, that is a treat. And a lot of black women don't even know about meditate. Like don't even know that they, we allow, can allow ourselves that space, that sacred, uh, it doesn't have to be 30 minutes. It could be two minutes. It could be one conscious breath in and one conscious breath out. But to deliberately take that time and that space for ourselves, that is, as a black woman, I, I freaking own that. That's me. Nobody can, you could put me anywhere and you can't take away uh, my ability to like go back in to go in mm. so that's that's what I do for myself yes and that I resist that sometimes because sometimes going in means facing that bump and and, and uh you know facing the the traumas that sometimes mislead us or you know just sometimes you tune into the stuff but I think when you become aware which is all that yoga is, is, provi is providing for us. That's what it does. It helps us become aware. Um, then you can start to apply your attention and make changes or not, you know, but you'll do it from a more aligned place. So um, yoga provides that space for me, that awareness and uh, the meditation that is so vital to my well-being is how as a black woman, I'm taking, you know, my mental health and my wellness, uh, my power back. Mm. Mm. Amen. 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 Allowing the space. Allowing. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess you said that meditation is scary for a lot of people. And I think it's scary because we think, like you said, we think there is a right and a wrong. We think, right. like, okay, I'm supposed to sit quiet for 10 minutes. And like, when I wake up, I'll know who I am. Like, we think like the stakes are so high when we meditate. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. <laughs> and like, and also just the quiet. 
It's the quiet uh-huh. that is so it's the silence that is terrifying. Yeah. yeah. Anything can, can come up. You can have any thoughts about yourself that you're like, oh, I thought I put that to bed. Like quarantine mm-hmm. was so much of like old things that I was like, didn't I work through this? <laughs> like, right. It all came back up. All coming back up. Yeah. But everything you said was right on. Allowing yourself that space so you can take back that power. And that's yeah. how you teach yourself. What do, that's yeah. What, do you, what else can you do that no one can really, really ever do? take from you or you know that's just that's that's all we have so we can you know come to the mat take class you know and practice that inward you know because when we're moving when we're doing like the moving meditation the yoga I think it's a lot people are feeling a little more accessible to get into that space yeah I mean that's the reason that did you know that that's why they're doing the physical asana the yoga work was to prepare the body for meditation Wow. No. So they get up in the morning and your body's all, you know, whatever, decrepit, whatever, stiff. And then you do the asana, you do the flow, you move your body with the breath, and then your body's able to sit for meditation. They sit for hours, but, you know, you I sit see. for like 20, 30 minutes. But so, without doing that, um, it'd be really uncomfortable and difficult right. to sit and sit in stillness and sit with the thought. And you don't have to be quiet. That's the other thing I really hope people understand and um, don't fret about is this idea like being perfectly quiet. It's okay if you think when you meditate. We just want to allow the thoughts to like float away. Yeah. We just want to see them. Okay. And then say thank you. You're like let them go. So yeah. I I just try to like allow my brain to do what brains do. I'm like, okay, thank you. It's a brain. Oh. It thinks. And that's a thought. And I'm meditating. Yeah. Oh, thank you. That's a thought. Thank you. My brain thinks. And I am, I'm here. I'm breathing. You know what I mean? So like, yeah. it doesn't have to be this stiff, yeah. still thing. It just, it, yeah, it just yeah. is a space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That reminds me of, um, I saw this quote that was like, you know, I just realized today that I don't have to hold on to every single thought that passes through my brain. And I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> like, that just felt so good. I don't have to hold on to everything about that passage. Right. Yeah. I don't have to hold on to it. Just because it's, <laughs> it comes doesn't mean it's like the next thing I have to fixate on, the next thing I have to work through. Because that's how it feels. Especially like I'm a type A person and I feel like corners of my mind that go unchecked, I have to focus things there, clean it up. I got to do that. I gotta, uh-huh. But all those things just make me human. And I don't need to constantly be cleaning myself and filtering myself, you know? But it's yep. that thought that it's like, yeah, especially in meditation, it's like, oh, there's that thing that I haven't thought about in a week. And now my whole meditating session is going to be about that thing that I haven't thought about. Ooh, and allowing yourself to be like, no, I'm not going to think about that right now because that's no. not serving me. It will still hard. be there. Yeah. Trust and believe. It will still yes. be there when you open your eyes. Yeah. No worries. It will be there. Yeah. It'll be there. Yeah. Well, Charnette, thank you so much for coming on this episode. I'm so happy. Thanks for having me. Yes. And what's your Instagram name? Charnette B. At Charnette B. Just Charnette B? Yeah. Okay. Just Charnette B. Yeah. I know. I didn't add, I didn't add yoga to it. Yeah, I, I thought it was keep it Charnette B. I mean, like, because my website is CharnetteBeyoga.com. Okay. Okay. But I just, I'm um, Charnette B, you know, because I do all kinds of things. I'm yeah. I'm just going to keep it like oh, that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because you're also an actor and a singer. Uh, yeah. And a dancer. I, you okay. know, in I the see. world, I used to do those things. I, I still will, but, you know, for now, it's it's kind of cool to have this other, this other thing kind of uh, centered 100%. stage right now. 
It's and you're cool. doing it intentionally. Like yeah, you, cool. you have this whole other craft that is helping people and also helping yourself that has nothing to do with theater. That's so healthy. <laughs> yeah, it is it is really it's really nice. Yeah. I'm really grateful that I can I can do it during this time too. Because it's yeah. healing me. It heals right. me to have class. Right. It's yeah. Right. So well before grateful. you leave, can you tell us about your class schedule? Oh yeah, of course. Okay, so my class schedule, it changes often, but I at least teach one class a week. Uh, CharnetteBeeYoga.com is the best place to go for my schedule. Uh, Right now I'm teaching the BIPOC virtual yoga class called Sacred Space on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. That's my regular class that I'm teaching every week. And then my class schedule kind of changes weekly. So go to CharnetteBeeYoga.com for like the best updated. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Awesome. And I've taken the class before. It's amazing. I've taken her BIPOC class, which yeah. is amazing. Um, Thanks so much yes. for joining. Yeah. I course. love that class. It's magical. It's magical. It and there's something about taking class in the evening. I never take class yeah. in the evening. I've, I'm always like, oh, I got to do my yoga in the morning. But that was really beautiful. And I felt like, I don't know, like the stakes, like my personal stakes weren't super high because I was taking it in the evening. <laughs> mm, that's, that's good. Cause maybe yeah. you're like, okay, I did, I did stuff today already. And yeah. just letting it go, letting maybe everything go. We're doing restorative this week or yeah, tomorrow. So yeah. If you want to join restorative. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Well, thank you again for coming on the show. Thank you for, for bestowing your wisdom upon us. You dropped some really good gems in here that I'm writing down. Um, <laughs> but thank you so thank much. You and um, for everyone who's listening, thank you for tuning in to another episode. See ya.